Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. to the SEC, where it just means more. Down goes Texas. Walker, Texas Ranger couldn't even save your happy asses here tonight as the LSU Tigers beat the Texas Longhorns 3-0. Zach, let's go. Let's go, baby. Gavin Dugas for Baton Rouge Mayor. Gavin Dugas for the President of the United States. As he hits a three-run shot late in the top of the ninth inning, scoring Neal and Thompson after they drew walks. What a game. You know what, Zach? You know what we found out here tonight? LSU's got a bullpen. Nate Ackenhausen, what a performance. Nate Ackenhausen absolutely shoving the pill down Texas's throat. He comes in, and the fifth inning gets an instant K. Then we come in in the sixth, line out to uh, left field, strikeout. Then he get a ground out to Neopold, bottom of the seventh. He gets a K, a fly out to Cruz, and then another K. Then all he does in the bottom of the eighth, he gets a fly out to Ben Neopold, then the sliding catch with a clutch sliding catch by Ben Neopold on the bunt. The intentional walk, and then you get the line out to Jordan Thompson. Shoved it right up their Longhorn Keisters. Hee-haw! Hee-haw! Let's go! Down goes Texas. Zach, take a picture of this. Send it to the charity stripe. Horns down. Welcome to the SEC as you go 0-4 in the beginning part of the season. 
Texas goes 0-3 to start the season in baseball against the SEC, and the Tigers drop those big Tiger nuts all on their forehead here tonight. If you cannot tell, I'm fired up as hell because I talked way too much shit to lose tonight. <laughs> I talked way too much shit uh, to all the people in Texas over the last 48 hours for me to have the LSU Tigers <laughs> lose this game here tonight. But that is not all that we are talking about. Brian Kelly also made some news today as John Jancic is promoted as an analyst to special teams coordinator and outside linebackers coach. We will talk about that uh, here tonight. Also, Bob Diaco, probably the prettiest man in college football, Megapause, but nevertheless is also hired as an analyst, will be an exclusive role on the defensive side of things. And as a source confirmed to us, as we reported today, he will be on the special teams side of things. So we'll talk uh, the promotions and the hires for LSU football uh, here today. Marcus Freeman goes on a Notre Dame podcast and absolutely rips Brian Kelly. Hey, Marcus, why don't you beat Marshall? You freaking Rudy Pooh. You're out there getting your cheeks clapped by Marshall, and you had the audacity to say, oh, well, Brian Kelly can't recruit. Well, you know what? He had a better recruiting class than you this year. You were 11th. He was 5th. Actually, truth, 4th. Because they're not done yet. Nanny, nanny, nanny. Rudy Pooh had ass. I don't know if we get to that, but if we do tonight... We will talk about it, and as we do every Tuesday and Thursday, hashtag Ask Blake. So, there were some concerns from the baseball side of things. You had 16 Ks tonight, which are not good, but some nights you will have that in baseball. I thought Texas, uh, I'm just going to call him LBJ, LeBaron uh, Johnson Jr., the Texas pitcher, the starter, was absolutely dominant. Uh, here tonight, as you got to give him a tip of the cap as well. Uh, he did a lot of good. Uh, that Look, that split finger is disgusting. If you remember, I think it was in the top of the fourth, uh, Tommy Tanks came up and hit the double, and then Morgan struck out on the fake half swing, and he told Jay, if you could read his lips, if you remember, was like, that thing dropped eight inches. Okay? So, the, I, I mean, look, he had, an, he had a massive outing today. You're going to have those games. The biggest thing that LSU learned here tonight was that they could rely on Thatcher Hurd to get out of a jam, multiple jams. They learned that they have a dude in Nate Ackenhausen, and I think you might have found your closer here tonight. As Christian Little comes in again and absolutely dominates. What was it, Zach, 10 pitches? He almost had three outs on nine pitches. R ridiculous. Ridiculous. Jordan Thompson. Defense was, let's call it what it was, the defense tonight was also elite. 
Got to give it to him. All right, Zach, let's do this, though, very quickly. Let's talk about only about our good friends over at BetOnline. You can cut the ad when we uh, 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 do that. So let's talk about BetOnline, guys. Back in 30 seconds, we got to talk about the coaching hires from LSU, and then we'll break down some LSU baseball, delete it off. We're back in 30 seconds. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. We're back! No, you're not. (laughs) No, you're not, Texas. But we are back here live on AYS, so let's get this thing rolling, y'all. I will bring up some of these comments uh, here tonight. So, Zach, if you see some, star them. Uh, We'll get to as many of them as we can before we break down the postgame. Multi-cool 13. And by the way, everybody do us a favor. Stop what you're doing right now. There's 122 of you live right now on YouTube. Do us a favor by hitting the like and share, please. It helps us with the algorithm. I don't ask for much. I'm still trying to give away $200 to if you were subscribe to AYS and if you were subscribe to the Rafino and Joe show. So everybody do us a favor right now by hitting the like and share. Multi-Cool says, I'm so happy Gavin Dugas is reminding everybody how talented he was before the injury. Yeah, I mean, I don't think maybe he's tied with Joe Bear now. Does Joe Bear have three? Um. I think he's got three home runs, but he ties Joe Bear for the the team lead uh, tonight. Paul Escon says, Nate comes in. LSU fans say, who the fuck is this guy? Like his name is Conor McGregor. Who the fuck is this guy? Uh, Oh, LOL, love it. Props to Wes Johnson. Yeah, you got to give Wes Johnson a lot of credit. Again, so let's talk about this very quickly, okay? Let's talk about this. If you want to talk about the negatives, we can start there. I, I like to go the negatives first because then we can get to positives, and it's it's better when you go throughout the the show. You can't strike out 16 times. Brain Joe Bear had a very tough night. Ben Neopold had a tough night. Truthfully, in the beginning, that first at bat, Tommy Tanks didn't look so hot, but he gets the double. He gets a couple of walks. He does have a strikeout. But your entire lineup, one through nine, was highly inconsistent. But you got to give him this. I don't know if y'all heard the announcers before the in the last uh, or the uh, after Duga hit the home run. LSU forced Texas to throw uh, like I think sixty eight more pitches than what LSU did. They took very professional at bats. They got into a lot of deep counts. They got a starter out somewhere early in the fifth. After he was pretty dominant, there was a time there in the later, and he was rolling here, was uh, LeBaron Johnson. He struck out the side, striking out Morgan Jones 
and Brady Neal, then he would come right back out and strike out Jordan Thompson and Ben Neapolt before hitting Gavin Duga with an off-speed or right in the back, if you remember. So you sit here and you say, well, look, you took a lot of professional bats, you struck out a lot, but nevertheless, you stayed in the game, your pitching staff kept you there, and also your defense kept you there. The double play by Thompson in the first inning when it appeared that Thatcher Hurd was going to struggle yet again, you get a very clutch double play in the first inning, then you're in a situation where Thatcher Hurd calms down, he settles in, he starts throwing really well. And look, he got hit hard at times. The number, the number, the two hole for Texas, number eight, I can't remember his name. I just write down the numbers. I don't write down the names. Three times he lined out to, uh, to uh, Trey Morgan and left. And we're talking about really high velocities off the bat. But nevertheless, he weathered the storm. This will go unnoticed, too. This will go unnoticed, too. The Jared Jones strikeout, okay? I get that it's 16 strikeouts, and I'm not trying to make an excuse, but I hope you're not around kids right now, okay? Please, sweet baby Jesus, I'll blank myself out here. But NCAA, you are legitimately and royally college baseball with this new rule jerry jones is looking at jay johnson getting a word from his head coach and now jay's got to have situational awareness jerry jones has to have situational awareness it's a rule but for my god can we not be and get into a situation where you give the kid a warning a warning when it's zero zero both teams have three hits throughout the game that call could have legitimately, legitimately cost you a game. However, however, you got to get better at the plate. Not one strikeout is going to determine you losing a game, but you have runners on first and second. That is th- that you're you're getting in a situation where that it's ruining the game of baseball. Give the kid a warning. Tell him to get back in the. F- box and then let's roll but that will go unnoticed because of the simple fact that you won the game three to zero you beat texas you got to have better situational awareness i will strike it up to early in the season i also will strike it up to a situation where you have a freshman that's at the plate and it's never gone through this never gone through this but the fifth-year senior, Gavin Dugas, bails you out in the top of the ninth. I, look, what do you want me to say about the approach at the plate? Like, what do you want me to say? They, they did not hit the ball well. They didn't look good at the plate at times. You know, like even in the first inning, or, or was it? No, 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 no. Second inning, when Trey Morgan gets thrown out at the plate, he stumbles when he hits third, if you go back to the replay and the guys in the announcer booth who I thought did a pretty good job, I know y'all won't like that, but I thought they did pretty good. They were pretty fair if you go back and listen. I, I mean, Trey Morgan, even they're saying up in the box, he's he's stumbling after he hits third base. You got to send him back there. You could have been up a run. And then you and Alabama would be shaking hands 
probably at the end saying teams that beat Texas by one that are from the SEC. Offensively, you just had a bad night. I mentioned about the fourth inning when you had legitimately five straight strikeouts, and then Gavin Duga comes back up to the plate and gets hit by a pitch. By the way, I made a star on this. The star on this was um, that Gavin Dugas was in a one-two count. So, I mean, I get it that he got hit by a pitch, but that's a legit, a very legit at bat. Here's another one. Top of the sixth. Joe Bear strikes out. Tommy Tanks gets a walk. But then there's a fielder's choice on a, on a Trey Morgan ground ball that was three to six. And then Jared Jones, if you remember the, the error that was at third base, now you got runners at first and second. And then the balk. Now, here's another thing. There should have been another run. By the way, if you notice, if you remember that lefty that came in, number 35 for Texas, he balked, then got runners to second and third. So you have uh, you have Trey Morgan at third and Jared Jones at second. And Brady Neal is up to the plate. He would step off the rubber. The Texas pitcher would step off the rubber and throw it to third, which there's no body at third. It's not a pickoff play. By the way, under the new rules, that specifically is a balk. Now, later in the game, you would call Jared Jones out on strikes, or not out on strikes. You would call Jared, well, technically he's out on strikes. You would call Jared Jones out at the plate for not getting in the batter's box early enough, but you don't call a balk that would have given LSU the lead one to nothing. You're on your first, if you're LSU, you're, ha- you're constantly hitting adversity, right? Constantly during times. You have runners on second and third. There was a ball play. Runners don't come in. And then Brady Neal strikes out uh, swinging. The one thing that I will say, this is their first real long road trip. They were in, they were in Austin on Thursday. So, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Six days. You're in there a week, and you come out three and one. I'm taking that. I I, I get we can be negative, and I get that you don't like what happened at the plate, but it's just of my opinion, you're still very early in the season. You've got a lot of baseball left, left, and those bats are going to heat up. At some point, like we saw Sunday, those bats will heat up, stay lit, and stay on fire. You just got to give them time. You you just got to give them time. But the positives, here are the ultimate positives. Number one, and I just mentioned it, you got struck by adversity all throughout that ball game. You found a way to win. You found a way to win. That is fantastic. And Eric, we're always covering baseball, brother. <laughs> we, we, we always cover baseball. We got to actually let the season start. When everything was going not your way and Texas had the top of their lineup coming in in the top of the eighth, and you had Brady Neal. So this was the top of the top of the eighth for LSU. You had Tommy Tanks. 
Trey that that grounded out to short. Trey Morgan lined out to right, and then Jared Jones the clock rule. Okay. You get it. You get them out in the eighth. I mean, you're facing adversity. You got Ben Neapol that's got to have sliding catches to get you know, like you're got to play legit defense, and you have to have legit pitching out of the bullpen from Ackenhausen. And, and quite honestly, you have to have legit starting pitching. Thatcher Hurd did phenomenal tonight. He didn't give up a run. Christian Little slamming the door, and when you needed it most. Your fifth-year senior came through for you. He came through for you. So you can be one of the ones. You could be one of the ones that sits here and, and wants to be negative behind it. I get it. It's it, it's aggravating sometimes, but a lot of times that's just baseball. That's just baseball. I, I I don't know what you, you want to expect. Some nights you're going to have that. You just got to hope and pray to God that nights where your bats are really stale and not doing anything that you can have the elite pitching that you did. And then you saw Ty Floyd this past weekend do some good things. You saw a lot of guys come out of the bullpen this past weekend and do some good things. And you saw it here again tonight. I, we talked all, all throughout the, the offseason about baseball, we kept talking about Duga. We kept talking about Joe Bear. We kept talking about, obviously, Dylan Cruz and Tommy Tanks. And is Paul Skeens going to hit? Like, we talked about all of that stuff, right? All of it. The one thing that we had to have a question mark on was what can LSU do out of the pen? Guys, over the last three games – and you, I will count Iowa in that because when the bullpen came in, you're down five. You're down five to what was it? Five to zero, Zach, or five to two? No, it was five to two. They do get hit uh, just a little bit. They give up a run later on in the game when the game was out of hand. They would give up a run, but your bullpen, quite honestly, has been really good this season, for what it's worth. So that was the question mark coming in. And when I sit here and chart and I see Ackenhausen coming in, let me get, let me find it. And having a K, then coming back in at the bottom of the seven or bottom of the six, going one, two, three in that inning. By the way, Zach, he had multiple innings where he threw 12 pitches or less. So then you come at the bottom of the six, a line out to the left, a K, and then the ground out to third. Then he would come back in the seventh. K, fly out, K. Dude was legitimately tonight, tonight, not speaking long term, Nate Alkenhausen was elite. Was elite. Tip of the cap. Tip of the cap. Because if you have that, this team's deadly. Thank you, Ed, for the $10 super chat. Ed Reader sends us the $10 super chat. Thank you so much uh, for that. Uh, Shane says, nailed it tonight, Blake. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Yeah, guys, we've always talked baseball. I don't know. I, 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 I'm I, not going to talk baseball four weeks out when we're going to see the scrimmage. I'm just not going to do it. Jeremy Marshall says, Heard had, what, just two or three hits? Zach, he gave up three. I don't – yeah, he gave up – no, he gave up three because Ackenhausen didn't give up a hit. 
Let's go back and look at look at Ackenhausen K. No, I don't think Ackenhausen gave up a hit until the until the end. Nope. No, Ackenhausen didn't give up a hit. So he had three going into it. I mean, the the, the Trey Morgan thing, the Trey Morgan thing, the bunt, the bunt single, I'm not they scored so look. Okay, if you want to be technical, Ackenhausen, I guess, technically gave up the hit, right, on the bunt single. First off, first off, everybody's saying, look, I love Trey Morgan to death, and as a glove, as a glove, he is probably the best first baseman in the country defensively with his glove, and, and the and the K, like he's flashy at first. We got to have a conversation this week, though, Trey has had multiple throws last season and then again tonight that have been offline and reckless that almost cost you or did cost you. Okay? If you want to challenge me on it, I will give you, I will literally pull up the video for you. Okay? He's got to let that ball roll foul. Got to let that ball roll foul. But... The, Zach, they, Zachy, they gave him Zachy. I sound like you know one of my uncles, but Zachy, he, he, he I, they gave him a single on the bunt, but never, nevertheless, I'm not giving that. A, I, I am not giving that a hit. Now, if it was LSU that did that, you're damn right I wouldn't want it a hit. <laughs> you're damn right I would want it a hit. But again, giving up uh, a, a, a single, he didn't have a walk. The only walk that happened when he was in the game was when they walked their number two hole hitter, their best hitter in their lineup with the intentional walk, and then you get a line out to Thompson. So absolutely elite. Absolutely elite. Eric says that uh, Christian Little was also, uh, was awesome. He's been awesome, man. He's been awesome. I, I, am I mistaken? I don't think Christian Little's had an outing this season that's looked bad at all. And I'm not, if I'm not mistaken – and probably, and probably four or five innings of work, he hasn't given up but like one or two hits too. Uh, Brandon Reese says, Gavin Dugas in the clutch, always. You know who that guy was last year? Kay Doty, if you remember, against Southern Miss. Um, who was it in the, um, was it Vanderbilt that they swept? I think Vanderbilt, he had a bomb. Ole Miss. Hell, he was the only reason you won against Texas A&M. You almost got swept by Texas A&M in the opening week of the SEC last year. Um, So, Ryan, it's not an E3. They gave the bunt a single. They gave an error, so they have a a, a, a single w- along with an error. They gave they gave um, Morgan the error on the throw. They did not give him like a fielding error or anything like that. So it's going to be a single. They ruled it as a single, um, and then the error on the throw. Uh, Ed Reader says hashtag Ask Blake. Didn't some media say with the new additions, Dugas wouldn't even break in the lineup? Yeah, but, you know, Ed, what's interesting about that, though, what's interesting about that is I'm not trying to take up for anybody on that, but Gavin Dugas was out three months with eye surgery, okay? So 
you, Jay Johnson, let's just call it what it is. And I, I mean, uh, Matt Trent came on the show and said he, I think he talked to Gavin Dugas about it, Matt Trent from BRZ. It, it, he came on and talked about it and le- legitimately said that Gavin didn't even know if he was going to be ready for the season. I mean, what's he supposed to, how do you rehab your eye by blinking? I mean, did you do this all the time? Is that how you rehab your eye? I mean, I, I don't. I have no idea how to rehab that thing. But Ed, I'm with you. I, I, I'm with you. But since he came into the starting lineup, like you can't take him off a second. And you know what? What's so wild about all of this? All of this. That was the biggest debate going into the season was Gavin Duga, right? Or, or second base, if you will. We thought Gavin Gidry would, would could ultimately crack in that lineup. And then, you know, Ben Neopolt being there, or Nipolt, whatever you want to call him. He says uh, uh, Nipolt. So Ben Nipolt might be there. Gavin Dugas was not on a lot of people's radar. And now tonight, it doesn't matter what he's doing. You got to keep him in the lineup because of what he did and what he can do and what he's been doing. To start the – did y'all – well, I got this – I got these notes of the starting batting averages. Just – just – Throwing this out there. Guys, did y'all know that Gavin Dugas to start the game tonight was hitting 478 on the season? Like, I, I mean, he's crushing the baseball. He's hitting over 400. I could make the argument, whether you like it or not, he's the best guy at the plate right now. Without question, he's the best Tiger that you have at the plate right now at the at-bat. So, yeah. So, yeah, Dylan Nation um, says, how about that infield tonight? Amazing defense. When what's so wild about that, too, you got to throw that in there. Last season, guys, you were the worst team in the SEC from a fielding percentage standpoint. You've given up. Well, tonight would be two. You've had two errors through eight games. Okay, one of them, the one tonight, you had, like, again, you have no business getting that error. None. And, Zachy, I'll be honest. I'm I'm a little frustrated that that keeps happening. I know that we can't talk anything about, like, negative, and it's not negative. It's just constructive criticism on the throw. Jay Johnson will say this himself. Trey Morgan cannot throw that baseball in that situation because you it's situational awareness to some extent because you have Ackenhausen literally going one, two, three, four, uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So he had retired nine batters. Nine. He had Ackenhausen retired nine batters before that bunt. You got, I I mean, and then they're trying to bunt to put pressure on you. There's just some sort of situational awareness that you got to have there. Justin, I, I think you mixed up what you were saying. Uh, hashtag Ask Blake from Zach. Do you try out Gizri or Merrifield at third to test at the sacrifice bunt? <sighs> Zach, you say that. 
you say that, and I, I get what you're saying, and I agree with you. Does Gavin Gidry make that sliding play? Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. But the same argument can be made for, the same argument can be made for everybody clamoring for Alex Malazzo to hit and be in the lineup. Why can't you do it for for Nipple? Now you can say Blake he catches, and I get that, and you're and you're somewhat right there. However, I I would let him. I would let the. But the I get your question though, Zach, because you're talking about situational bunting, and you got to lay down that bunt. You're right there, but but but. Here's the thing. Uh, when we're talking about situational awareness. Okay, go back and watch that TV copy. He did you see Jay run out of the dugout and call? Remember, remember the knee pult. Okay, timeout. Remember when he came out and everybody came in? You all remember all that? Jay calls a timeout when Nipolt goes to the plate. He is screaming at Brady Neal, um, when, and points at Gavin Duga and tra- and Dylan Cruz saying. Don't do anything stupid. Look who's coming up. So, yeah, I, I I don't I don't know there. You know I I I just simply Zach don't know there. I, it's tough, man. It, it it it's a tough situation. It's a tough situation that you sit in. But you got to have somebody that can lay a bunt down. You have you, the only complaint that I've had with Jay at the plate or teaching guys so far is that they've tried to do situational hitting and small ball, and there's there has not nobody in this lineup has showed me that they can lay down a bunt. Even last season, guys, they struggled laying down situational bunts. Oh, 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 oh. Because we have a lot of football we have to talk about, too. We're about halfway through the show. We'll go a little bit longer. Zach, you got to go night-night. You, you have a bad time, Mr. Zach? All right. Um, I hate this. I, I absolutely hate this hashtag. Hashtag never bunt. You Guys. You do know that Vanderbilt won back to almost back to back natties by playing small ball. Stop. Stop. It it, it could have won you a game tonight. Bunning one guy and as many at bats as you got is not playing small ball. It's situational. You know, it, it it's situational. Uh, Eric says, in the words of Skip Bourbon, Gorilla Ball, no, that's not what I was looking for. I'm looking for the cup comment. Oh, D. Smith says, Papa Love Cup. you damn right, baby. It's my Father's Day gift from Ben. You're damn right, baby. I'm not drinking, though. I will show you that this is water. I don't know. I gave it up for Lent. Um, Trey Patton says, look at what Coastal Carolina did in the small ball. I agree with that. 
I agree with that. Now we do have a lot of football to talk about, but Zach, I, let, let's end it here. You, you go into a weekend, okay? Because we'll 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 review this game again tomorrow. We'll and we'll continue to do that because LSU basketball plays at ten tomorrow, and I still got to go off on the SEC for not electing Angel Reese as the Player of the Year in the SEC. Um, we just won't be able to get that to here tonight. Um, but let's end it here. You go into a weekend, you play some teams that you should beat. You got Butler on Friday. You got Skeens on the mound. You get another little queen, clean sweep. Guys, you're out of February and through, what would that be? Four days, five days into March. You only got a loss. Okay? So, it's a long way to go. You're about to go in the nine, nine of 56. You're about to play the ninth game of 56. So just letting it be known, just letting it be known, you got a long road ahead of you. A long road ahead of you. But you're going to continue to do it. You can continue to do it. Zach, I'll, I'll bring up one more point. Has Jay Johnson posted a picture yet? I want to see it. Post it. I want to put it in here. Go to his Twitter. So, you got some good games this weekend. Let's hope the sticks show up and show out. As LSU, it feels like an eternity since they've been at home. Uh, but they'll have a lot of home appearances within the next couple of weeks. All right, let's get to a couple comments while Zach pulls this up. I want to see the picture from Jay Johnson. Chili says on YouTube, hashtag Ask Blake, should Riley start, Riley Cooper start on Saturdays? Should I take him out? So, Chili, let me ask you this. Should I take him out for one bad performance? You know you know who else had a bad performance this year so far from a starting pitching perspective? Thatcher Hurd, right? Thatcher Hurd got absolutely smoked by Southern and literally made Texas look like a Pee Wee team at times. Ground balls, little bait, little bloop, little bloops to short. I mean, come on. Come on. At times, though. Not the whole time. <laughs> I, I just don't know if I'm going to take him out for a bad performance. Now, Chili, I will say this. If he does it again, you're goddamn right. Here comes Thatcher Hearn. Or, or, or. I'm just going to throw this out there to you. I know that you probably want Ackenhausen to come in relief after what he did tonight. I get it. You're probably right. But let me tell you one Rudy Pooh thing. If you got a dude that's a lefty on a Saturday in the weekend that can retire dudes the way that that dude did tonight, shit. Shit. Now, I don't know enough about Nate Alkenhausen, and that's my fault. I hadn't looked, you know, I hadn't looked up his entire history. I don't know if he's been a starter pitcher, starting pitcher before, but shit. As they would say on Ken Pill. Shit. Let me know when you got it, Zach. You don't know what I'm talking about? You don't be paying attention. I'm paying you all the big bucks for nothing. Oh, Mr. Blake. 
No, he hadn't posted it. Okay. Well, shit fire. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Uh, Jeff Futch says, Blake, let's go deer hunting, damn it. It's 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 uh, 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 fishing season for the Rafinos. So listen to this. Um, quick personal news. My son's going fishing for the first time this weekend. Me and my dad are taking him fishing. He is, let me just tell you something. He is fired up. You hear me? That little boy, Ben, my son, he is fired up <laughs> to go fishing. I mean, she. That man is fired up. He he came Zach. He came. I came home today. He's got like a Snoopy, Mickey Mouse. Oh no 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 no! Spider Man. It's Spider Man. Spider Man fishing pole. And my dog is ready. Do you hear me, Daddy? We're going fishing. That boy's fired up. All right, let's do this. Let's talk about our good friend Carol Foss over at State Farm. That's Carol Foss over at State Farm. We're back in 45 seconds. We got some big football news that hit today. We'll react to that. We'll talk about that next. Get Zachy, let's get us to a break. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Foss and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. Just a quick note, for any of those who are saying that Anthony Richardson should be the number one overall pick because Bryce Young is going to come in five, uh, a five foot, ten and a half inches, you're a blithering idiot. Okay, let me just start off by saying that. Nevertheless, in case you missed it, uh, LSU made some announcement today, or made some announcements today, I should say, as they hired John Jancic. Uh, or promoted him, I should uh, rather, promoted him into the special teams coordinator role and also uh, gave him the role of outside linebacker. I will tell you this right now as a source confirmed to me today uh, as we uh, we came out with the news, a source confirmed to me today that they love the fact that John Jancic and Jamar Cain are both going to be working along the edge and the defensive line. I think that I'm not going to say Jamar Cain's going to step on Jancic's toes or anything like that. He won't. I promise you he won't. But now you have two dudes with really good experience on the defensive line, and then you have them with special teams. Now, John came out with a statement today about special teams and said, guys, I've been a head coach. I, like, I, I've, done a, I, I've done a lot of things. I've been over special teams before. I've done this my I've done this kind of stuff my entire life. He's coached special teams at Eastern, Eastern Michigan in 2002 and 2003 at Western Michigan with Brian uh, uh, Western Michigan not rather um, in 2004. Then became the defensive coordinator 
in 2005 for Brian Kelly, who, by the way, he played for Brian Kelly at Grand Valley State in 1991 uh, as a defensive lineman. That's the wrong thing. That's the wrong thing. He was at Grand Valley State, Wayne State, uh, Hillsdale as the DC. Excuse me, I had the wrong one. Uh, I had the wrong one up. Uh, I was looking at Bob uh, Dieko's uh, uh, <laughs> profile here as I'm just reading it off. But he still has coached special teams. He helped it with it in 2002, 2004. I just had the dates mixed up. Uh, he was the inside linebackers coach at Georgia, then was the co-defensive coordinator, then went with Brian Kelly, or was it with Brian Kelly at Cincinnati for a year, then was the D.C. hole, then was the D.C. at Tennessee, was a consultant at Kentucky, and was an analyst at LSU. So I, I really do like the situation that Brian Kelly has put himself into here too. Now, if you missed it today, a lot of Notre Dame people are, are, are like – Marcus Freeman is out there right now. If you missed the video I posted on Twitter, ripping Brian Kelly up about recruiting. And you know what's funny about now, the John Jancic hire, they're legitimately all over him saying he hired a buddy, he did this, he did that. But you know what's funny about all this is every single time that I hear something bad about a hire or Brian Kelly or whatever it may be, he continues to, at LSU, continues to prove people wrong. He can't win in the SEC. Well, hell, he won the West. He beat Alabama. He could never do it at Notre Dame. He came to LSU to beat him, and he did it. He can't recruit. By God, had a top five recruiting class. If he believes that John Janik, or John Jance, excuse me, rather can come in, win, and really do some good things on special teams, then let him do it. Now, he's going to have to work really hard in the fall if Aaron Anderson's going to be his return guy because Aaron Anderson might be out for the entire spring. I don't think he is, though. As some people have told me that they want to try to get him back and to at least some repetitional type of stuff. We'll see on that. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> on that part it is ays after dark i should add um as it's 10 17 at night nevertheless i think it's a really good hire and here's another thing you're able to do it within now let me throw this out to you defensively and special teams wise you know who else does this the pro hiring an analyst and promote you brian kelly's done this before multiple times at notre dame go look at his track record in history obviously mike denbrock comes up to mind let me just throw this out at you when people panic about him making john janik and promoting him to special teams coordinator and outside linebackers coach the, the funny thing about that is we literally see georgia do it all the time in promoting we literally see Saban do it. Everybody talks about the rehabilitation clinic in Alabama. Who's to say that you can't have a rehabilitation clinic at LSU? It's a pattern of what we've seen elite coaches do specifically in the SEC. You got to have these dudes around your program that John Jancic might have known the entire defense by now and had some some part of a relationship with them to where this is an easier transition now now you I know you got look they all 
You know, okay, never mind. I was wrong. I thought y'all were, were crapping on it. I was like, why are you crapping on this? This is a really good hire. Uh, let me not say really good hire. Let me just say it's a damn strong one, like my name's Will Wade, a strong-ass hire. Guys, I like it. You legitimately have a dude that's been at Central Michigan coaching the defensive line, was at Georgia's and linebackers coach. By the way, the year, okay, the year that you would go on to win a national title, he's there at Georgia coaching. This is not his first go-around in the SEC. Then he's the co-defensive coordinator because the situation's going on at Georgia in 2009. He's a D.C. again at Cincinnati, co and a current D.C. He goes to Tennessee with Butch Jones. By the way, you can say that that Tennessee program was really bad under Butch Jones. I'm not going to disagree with you. But go back and look at those defensive rankings from the from that year. Now, I know that he's not coaching defense. But to some extent, yes, he is because the guys that he will help and he will mold are guys like Deshaun Womack, guys like Harold Perkins and others. Savion Jones, if they if they want to kick him out there, I think he's going to that Savion will be with Jamar Kane. But you get my drift here. You get my drift. You have a guy that's coached linebackers and a former DC. Now you have two possibly I'll even call it three defensive coordinators on your team right now that have done it in the SEC for multiple years. Now, the big concern will be, will Blake and he coach special teams? I know one thing, he can teach them how to get down there and tackle, and the field goal unit I think will be collective. I will get to why this will all be collective in just a minute because he will have some help on special teams. It's not just like Brian Kelly just made up a magic wand and said, hey, I'm going to throw John Jancic out to the Wolves all by himself. I'm not going to give him any help on special teams. What does he do? He calls another head coach and another defensive unit guy. Hey, why don't I get legitimately four former defensive coordinators, one of these guys who coach special teams for me all the time, and it's been under me, and we can coach special teams, why don't we bring him in? Second hire. And the guy that we will talk about is Bob Dieco. Now, our buddy T-Bob Bear. I don't know if you saw this, but T-Bob Bear today said he was the most handsome LSU coach in the history of LSU coaches. Ed Orgeron's mad at you, T-Bob. But you have another guy that you bring in, and if you don't know the rules, so here's the ruling. So analysts have not been able to be on the field coaching, okay? They've not been had the availability to go out there and be hands-on in coaching. Now they can. He's not on the field. He can't coach it in-game. However, he can still be in the box. He can have on a headset. He just can't coach the players. He'll be up in the box helping Jancic out with special teams. A guy that's done special teams one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years. Nine years and has been with Brian Kelly in multiple stops. Was Brian Kelly's first DC at Cincinnati? Was his first DC and assistant head coach and and at Notre Dame? The year that he that Brian Kelly, let's call it what it is, brought Notre Dame back to relevancy. 
Now, he had some struggles at UConn. And not quite honestly, he didn't have a struggle at Nebraska as he would then be the defensive coordinator there and pop around and go to Louisiana Tech. So from a recruiting aspect, I know he can't technically recruit, but know how to evaluate talent. He did that in Louisiana, made connections with coaches inside the state. Then he goes and is is the D.C. at Purdue. Then he's fired at Purdue. And then he was with the New Jersey Generals um, this past season. Nevertheless, guys, now you have two defensive coordinators and dudes that can coach you. I will promise you this, as God is my witness, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, you will not be worse on special teams this upcoming season like you were last year under Brian Polian. You just won't. You have a history of of coaches having a set of dudes that they know and they continuously win, they hire miss analyst, and if the guy that they hired as on-field assistant leaves, you can promote somebody right in. We see this all the time. And by the way, they have better talent now. So I see everybody, I see everybody complaining about what's going on. Oh, it's underwhelming hires. You're hiring Bob Dieco as a fucking analyst. You're legitimately crapping on an analyst hire who's got special teams knowledge. Oh, and by the way, newsflash, Brian Kelly's still on the field and going to help with special teams. How much better than the special teams get after Tennessee when Brian Kelly said he was going to be hands-on? The only bad thing that you had, the only bad thing that you had was the block field goal against Georgia, which still is bad. But when Brian Kelly took over special teams, how much better did it get? I like it. It's not bad. It's not bad hires. Guys, it's an outside linebackers coach. And you got Bob Dieco, who, by the way, I don't know if you guys have heard of these names, but if you're a football fan, you do know. Bob Dieco was the lead recruiter on your boy, um, who was the Notre Dame linebacker, Jalen, and I always forget his last name. Always forget it. Jalen Smith. Oh, 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 uh, by the way, he was the lead recruiter for Quentin Nelson. The bet, probably, arguably one of the better guards in, in the NFL. Good hires, man. Good hires. All right. Couple of comments. Holden Lee says, plain and simple, man is a better coach than Polian. However, Polian is a beast recruiter, but John is a big upgrade in coaching. I don't disagree there. I don't disagree there. It's, it's, a, it's definitely, definitely a better hire. Uh, Ryan says, I was mesmerized by uh, Bieko, Biaco. 
Well, it's not Biako. It's Diaco. D with a D. Uh, they said, by the way, they said, by the way, Zach, that um, Jay's got the picture up. Bring it up whenever you'd like. Anna B says, did he recruit Tayel's girlfriend? That's a low blow. That's a low blow. Did make Monty Tayel into a pretty damn good linebacker, though, didn't he? Guys, again, again. You have you have one guy in Bob Diego that has shown that he can recruit elite linebackers, and look what he did with a five-star offensive lineman that's not even on his side of the ball. Doug No says uh, we missed a freaking extra point to go to OT versus Florida State based on blocking assignment that gets you grilled in high school ball. I agree with that. I agree with that. 1,000% agree with you with that. Go ahead, Zach. You can bring it up. Look at that, baby. Zoom in. Control plus sign. Control plus sign. Control plus sign again. Control plus sign again. There we go, baby. Look at them tigers. If you're listening to us on the radio, I'm sorry. Or po- wherever you listen to podcasts. I want to know, Zach, who puts their... Who does this? Who's who, who's the person doing this? I want to know that. I want to know that. All right. A couple comments as we get out of here. It looks like Skeens. No, Skeens is in there. Look. Skeens is right there in between. Um, it looks like that's not Malazzo, but it's Riley Cooper. Look, look, look to the left of Riley Cooper. On the far, kind of the far right of the of the guys in the photo, Paul Skeens is the one standing up. His head's in between somebody there and uh, Riley Cooper, and they did that all last year. So that's not Skeens. They did that all last year. They they did it in every photo that they won last year. The rabbit ears. The rabbit ears. I'm going to weigh on this Marcus Freeman thing tomorrow. Um, I'm going to weigh on this Marcus Freeman thing tomorrow. I'm teeing off on Marcus Freeman, like going all in on Marcus Freeman tomorrow. That freaking asshole. Loser. Loserville. Beat Marshall. Marcus Freeman. Brian Kelly wouldn't go into the inner city. Well, before you got there, you Rudy Pooh, you should find out where Logan Diggs, probably your best running back, arguably your best running back, came from New Orleans. Three of your wide receivers are from the inner city of Atlanta, dummy. And you're trying to put some kind of like juju or whatever the fuck you want to put on him. I think we can let it loose now. Um, Zach, I mean, it's 1030 at night. I mean, kids better be asleep. So it's your own fault if your kids aren't fucking asleep. Either way, either way, either fucking way. Okay. Marcus Freeman's a dumbass. And tomorrow I'm going all in 
on him. All in. He is going to win. Like, I always say this, like, we're going to clip in all this shit. Hell no. That shit's getting clipped. I'm going to at the motherfucker if I got to. Saying Brian Kelly can't recruit. He won't go into inner cities and recruit kids. Trying to put labels on him. And then legitimately, you can't go down the first 10, 20 guys on his roster and not tell me where they're from and tell me that Brian Kelly couldn't recruit. Newsflash, Biot. He did it in Louisiana. No, you're blaming what Marcus Freeman's trying to do. We'll talk about this tomorrow. I'm getting away from it. Getting away from it. He's trying to blame Brian Kelly for a bad roster. Dog, you lost to Marshall. You went to Cali and got your absolute cheeks clapped in. Bad baby. This is what you look like, Marcus Freeman, when Stanford was clapping them fucking cheeks. See, I can make I can do this shit too. I can do this shit too. Stupid ass. I am so I am so sick and tired of uh, LGZ. Guy listens into the show. He, he legitimately sent me a text today of uh, like 247 Notre Dame or whatever. The first four columns of what they wrote today. The first four columns is everything's about Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly hires Bob Dieko. Brian Kelly hires John Janik. Marcus Freeman make, takes shot at, at Brian Kelly. They can't get that dude out of their head. It is getting exhausting. It, like, I want to p- play them on the field, clap their ever-living cheeks, take, like, I want to go to South Bend and do it. Probably wouldn't be safe so much for Brian Kelly, but I want to go to South Bend and clap their cheeks and then on Sunday, not fly back on Saturday, get a hotel room, then go to Mass in the morning and get communion and then hit the holy water and say in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, amen. We just whipped your ass. Lord, forgive me. Excuse, Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's what that's what Notre Dame needs to be saying when that ball's teed off. Zach, I got a little emotional there. I'm sorry. Anyway. Angel Reese getting snubbed. Angel Reese got snubbed today for SEC Player of the Year. Somebody, she had more points, more rebounds, more assists. The only thing she didn't have more was more blocks. She averaged a double double, a high double double. I'm not even going to say that. I'll get canceled. But you know what I was about to say. I'm just going to throw this out there. She got snubbed. She just got absolutely snubbed. Yeah, Zach says we know why she didn't get it. Well, she didn't get it because she played bad against your girl, right? But she still had a double-double though, right? 
She still had it. You sure? Or the girl broke that streak? Yeah, whatever. She only scores 13 points a game. And she's got pink hair. Mm. Awful. Absolutely awful. So we'll talk about that tomorrow as well. Uh, what else did I have? I felt like I had something. No? Felt like I had something. Zach, you want to close it out for us here tonight at eleven at ten thirty-five at night? Thoughts on the LSU thoughts on the LSU baseball game? Dude, I, I was pumped. Uh massive game during a midweek. I, I mean, how many midweek games do you have this much, you know, intensity and in, in, in t- like uh um intensity into? Yeah. None. I, and I will say on our show, we did discuss, you know, what if LSU oh, gets to a situation. There you go with your little plug of Tigers <laughs> Avenue. Go on ahead. No, I'm saying, we talked what if LSU gets into a situation where they need a closer because we haven't seen a situation where LSU has – who who we're going to put in a closer. And we saw tonight. It was Well, I don't, I don't know if they're going to completely roll with Christian Little. Who, who knows? But we'll see. I mean, he's been back there. I just don't. I, I can't get over the performance of Nate Ackenhausen. Yeah, phenomenal. I mean, who saw it coming? Honestly, uh, I, I, I honestly thought they were going to put him in to face the lefty and then immediately go to Christian Little. That's what I thought, and they didn't. They well, I, I mean, you kind of couldn't. You kind of had to, you know, pause, but you kind of had to ride him. You know, you you had to yeah. ride the wave that you were on with him. Okay, as we have 169. But you had to ride him, okay? Um, Zach, he retired nine straight dudes. Yeah, he was fine. And then the hit, like, they give the bunt, that bunt a hit. That I mean, stop that. I I mean, now let me ask you a question. We don't criticize Trey Morgan. It's like it's occasion sin. I get it, and I'm not trying to. It's just constructive criticism. He's got to have better situational awareness. Because yeah, that almost co- I mean, that almost cost you big time, Bob. He either should have put it in the pocket or let it roll. Let it roll. Okay. What What's the worst? Especially when Ackenhausen has been dealing the way that he has. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Well, and makes, so well, then you put immediately put them in a situation where if they get a base hit, they're in the lead. You immediately put them in that situation. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. you do. And then and then. Well, I mean, their their closer. I mean, their closer came in. The kid, the number eighty eight, came in and and dude got teed off on him. But I, I mean, and I look. I get that you struck out sixteen times. Okay. Yeah, well, it's bad. But if you look at a lot of teams in the in major leagues, they strike out a lot too. I, I I'm not you know, and it's early. It's extremely yeah. early. I'm not going to put. I I'm would gonna, like them to implement small ball a little bit more. That's been one of my criticisms so far. Uh, I mean, they are a swing for the fences team. I completely understand that, but I would like to see a little bit more of small ball. What at what at what turn? When would you have done it? Go back to the Iowa game. When you're when you're down three and nothing and they're di- and, and they Who's got Brody Black on the mound, huh? Who's that up to bat? 
Uh, I can't remember. It was it was whoever was after um, Jared Jones. I'm, I, I agree. Let Jared Jones swing. Well, you're well. The problem with that though is Brady Neal was the one that hit the single up the middle. I just think in certain in games like tonight, and then in games when you're going to be facing SEC aces and runs are going to be hard to come by. It's obviously Dude, situational with Florida. It's situational, and it obviously <laughs> depends on who's at the mount, who's up, or who's in the box. But I would like to see them square away for some bunts a little bit more. Well, they can't lay it down, Zach. Name a dude that you've yeah. seen lay down a bunt in the last two years. You kind of can't. And, and then you're you right can... there. You're right there. They they, they got to do – and maybe it's because they're not coaching them as, as enough on it. Where there, there's the I don't believe that. I, I don't, I don't believe that. Here's what I believe. Outside of maybe Ben Napolt, Name a dude who was who's never just been the dude like high school, college. I mean, what, what you gonna ask Cruz to bunt? You gonna ask Jones to bunt? Oh no! You gonna no. ask Neil to bunt? I mean, maybe you'll ask Neil. Maybe you'll ask Neil. But then you can't ask Jordan Thompson to bunt because if you would have done something like that, he hit the shot last year in the in the classic and the uh, uh, and Minute Made to walk you off. I just don't I, – I, but I, but then I agree with you. Like the bend the pole thing. Lay the bunt down. It's situational. Yeah. And, and because this team, this team is such a swing for the fences type team, that's why you have this high number of strikeouts. That's why you have 16 strikeouts tonight is because, they're, man, they're swinging. And so I, I just think scale back – I'm not saying change your identity. I'm saying scale back a little – at least a little bit, a little bit. I, I I just don't think that I, I I don't know I just don't think that that's the thing I'm gonna fight over. You know what I mean? Like I just don't I don't think that's the thing I'm gonna fight over. You, what I'm gonna fight over is situational hitting, and I, I'm gonna you know like you can't strike out that much. You know? Yeah, like, they they gotta have better. If you're not gonna bunt, they gotta have better uh, approaches to the plate with guys in running position, no doubt. All right. Well, I guess you're not with us tomorrow since it's uh, Wednesday. Um, Man, the week's going by fast. Yeah, it has. And I will tell you, you're not going to want to miss Rafino and Joe show tomorrow. I'm going off. I'll probably probably have to watch the first half for sure. Because I definitely do want to see that. You're going to want to see it. All right. We're out of here like swimwear, like SpongeBob. We're in a pineapple. And like Patrick, we're under a rock. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.